Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Protect yourself from identity theft and take complete control of your debit card with Secure Lock Equip from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Visit FABNT.com for details, member FDIC. It's time for Oaklawn Game Day, presented by Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort. An inside look at this week's big games, exciting prop bets, and the latest wagering lines from Oaklawn's race and sportsbook, the natural state's favorite place to play. Now, here are your hosts, Justin Acri and Oaklawn's mutuals and sportsbook manager, Zach Gillum. Welcome in once again, everyone, to Oakland Game Day. Justin Akery and Zach Gillum. And Zach, I love playoff football. The Hogs have got it rolling back on track. A lot of things to be excited about. And we've already announced this, but for those looking ahead to the Super Bowl a few weeks away, Oakland is going to be the place to be. Absolutely. As you said, so much going on. Super Bowl watch party is definitely in the forefront. That's going to be on the 13th. Um, doors are going to open at 4.30, game at 5.30. We're going to have, if you have not been in the event center for one of our watch parties, we'll have four very large screens. Um, we have tables. We have buffets with more food than you can imagine, nachos, tacos, pizza. Um, there will be $3 beer, and tickets start at only $25. Last week we went with Missouri catching 14 against the Hogs. We thought it was enough. Zach, I misunderstood you last week when you said the line was 14. I thought you said 14. 4T. I misunderstood. But even with 4T points, Missouri would have lost by four. So kudos to the Razorbacks. And that was kind of the uh, kickoff to a whole lot of good things happening. Razorbacks are absolutely rolling right now. Three straight wins. I think they got a chance to go on a seven, eight game win streak when you look at what's coming up from a schedule standpoint. Absolutely. And, you know, you know, for, for you, I feel like if that loss is what projects uh, Arkansas to start picking it up and having a great season, then I'll take it. No doubt. We'll go through the top NCAA teams as far as against the spread and the worst ones as well. But with a win on Tuesday night, Arkansas improved to 9-9 nine and nine against the number this year. So Arkansas is 50% on the season. Central Arkansas is the only other school within the state's borders above 50%. Actually, along with Arkansas State, I should say. Those are the two that are above 500. Arkansas is at 50. Central Arkansas is at 56%. And Arkansas State covering at a 54.6% clip. 6-5-1. and one. Red Wolves having a good run so far. UAPB just below 500, and Arkansas Little Rocks at 4-7. But we'll look at the national leaders and trailers coming up in a bit. Uh, now 7-14 and 14 on the year. So it's been a rough season so far, Zach, but we got a handful of weeks left. My goal now is just to get back to even, and that would certainly be really good when you look at the overall total if we can do that. So we'll see what we can do. I may have to start mixing in some horse races here. I don't know. Hey, whatever you got to do to get some wins. Um, but like I said, your overall record, pretty pretty great. Uh, if you can go over 50%, I think you're doing well. Yeah, we're way over 50%, certainly going back a couple of seasons. So let's hope we can get back on track before the end of this year. Racing is back at Oakland on Friday. Gates always at 11 on race days. First post, 1230 in most cases, including this weekend. If you can't make it down, you can always get on your uh, Oakland Anywhere app. And, of course, you can go to oakland.com for information on all the uh, things as far as racing and rooms and everything else you need. But there's a lot more than just racing going on right now. Should mention, too, Zach, we're a couple weeks away from the Southwest Stakes, the next big step towards the Kentucky Derby as far as points go. But right now, uh, again, room, spa, and some special events coming up. 
Absolutely, and to your point, jump a little bit ahead. The Southwest Stakes is on the 29th. That is one of the few days where the gates will open early. We will open at 10:30 that day because the first post will be at noon. Okay. So, um, just keep that in mind. 10:30, first post noon on the 29th Southwest Stakes day. On top of that, we do have our new sports book in the Sports Tavern that is open on live race days from 11 a.m. until the last race. So that's an addition over here on the racing grandstand, second floor, to just. Uh, you know, be an extra point of sale, something that's more convenient for our guests that are here for racing. They can also get a bet down on sports. Um, as far as promotions this week, we are still doing our drawings. Um, so we have a new year, a new ride. Drawings will be every Saturday. Um, so this Saturday, guests can earn an entry from 6 to 10 p.m. by swiping their rewards card in the casino. We will be drawing for free play. And also uh, those qualifiers that earn free play will be put into a drawing for a Ford Expedition that we'll be giving away on the 29th. Which is, of course, Southwest stake Saturday, so that makes that Saturday even that much more special. It's going to be a great day that I absolutely recommend you be here, whether it is for the racing, uh, road to the Kentucky Derby, or potentially winning a new car. And if you're looking for dining options, obviously the Bugler Fine Dining, all the way down to more casual options, plenty of things to eat, drink, and plenty of ways to be merry at Oaklawn. This weekend, live music as well in Pops Lounge, Cliff and Susan always starting things off. Four to seven, the Dexter Row Band from 9P to 1A, so if you're having some fun late night, maybe celebrating some big wins, and obviously maybe staying up late watching some playoff games, some college basketball games, Oakland's the place to be. There's no question about that. Let's turn over to NFL football, Zach, and get into it here because we are in the throes of the playoffs. We got through wild card round. It is divisional weekend, and the cool thing is there are a million ways to bet it. Maybe not literally, but just about this weekend. You could do individual, you got team, all kinds of props, and of course, lines, totals, the basic stuff as well. And let's go over a couple of the unique props because you just sent me a few things that are kind of unique out of the ordinary. Some player props as far as top passers, things like that. You really got to put your thinking cap on, Zach, because I tried to go dumb on you and you talked me out of it. But how many quarterbacks have played a game already? That's something to keep in mind when you look at passing totals, things of that nature. And then you might think, well, who's going to make it to the Super Bowl and get an extra game at the end of the year, too, to potentially pad their stats? So a lot of different things to think about and a lot of different ways to wager. Yeah, absolutely. So we do have some props that are on the board right now. These are playoff-specific. Um, so you have passing yard, rushing yard, and receiving. Currently for passing, you have Patrick Mahomes as your top choice. He is at minus 118 after that first week. Um, Josh Allen, second choice at 220. Tom Brady at 450. Aaron Rodgers, who has not played a game yet in the playoffs, is at plus 1,000. And rushing-wise, Derrick Henry returns. That's the big news for the Titans this week. He'll be a guy that a lot of people have an eye on as far as their individual game, but also potentially for his rushing totals. Because let's be honest, he could break off a 200-yard game at any time. Absolutely. So you have him as your second choice on top. You have Mitchell at plus 400. You have Derrick Henry as your second choice at 500. Devin Singletary at 500. Uh, you have McCannon at 1,200. Aaron Jones at 1,300. And Joe Mixon at 1,300. As we record this, our top rusher is celebrating his birthday today in the NFL, uh, Zach. Jonathan Taylor from the Colts. Guess what? Almost every running back in the top 10 is home for the holidays, okay? There's only two guys that are active right now with playoff teams that are in the top 10 in rushing. Joe Mixon, I believe, is third, and 10th is Derrick Henry, even though he missed like half the season. So that tells you what kind of year he's having. He was on pace, Zach, if you did it over a 17-game schedule, to rush for right at 2,000 yards on the season, which would have made him the NFL's rushing leader. No surprise there. 
Yeah, absolutely. He was on on pace for a remarkable season. Unfortunately, that foot injury got him. But good news for the Titans, he's back just in time for the playoffs. How about receivers, Zach? Let's let's look at that real quick. Yeah, looking at that, Travis, Travis Kelsey is currently your top choice. He's at plus four fifty, followed by Mike Evans at five fifty, Jamar Chase at six hundred, Devontae Adams at seven hundred, Cooper Cup at eight fifty, Tyreek Hill at a thousand. So just going through those names, I feel like any one of those could have a game that goes off and puts them right up at the top. Before we talk about actual game matchups, let's talk about individual performances within these games so you can look at like quarterback versus quarterback who's going to throw a certain number of interceptions uh, more passing yards by an individual player things like that you can look at it a number of different ways but those are all over the place at Oakland right so currently right now on the board you have the Bengals Titans game those player props you will see the rest of the games add either today or as the week goes but looking at that Bengals Titan game right now you have Burrow Tannehill for instance um, if you would like to wager on will they throw an interception the over under is set at a half because they do not expect it the overs at even money the unders at minus 130 um, looking at something else people really enjoy betting on total passing yards Mm-hmm. So Joe Burrow currently set at 273 and a half, Ryan Tannehill at 235 and a half. And using last week as an example, it's remarkable how good they are at setting these lines. Tom Brady's went off at 272 and I believe he had 271 passing yards. That's pretty impressive for sure. And you're talking about uh, you know, again a guy who's done it, he led the league in passing this year and you know, as far as total passing yards go in the playoffs, he'll have a shot considering they were playing in that opening weekend and smashed the Eagles of course and See what it ends up with, but uh, he'll have to get back to the Super Bowl, likely to end up as the top passer in the playoffs. Again, these are bets that you could have gotten down on earlier in the season. They were kind of on and off the board, but things like which conference will win. And look, I can make an argument for both conferences right now, but the NFC, Zach, looks like a little bit heavier favorite as far as winning the Super Bowl. Correct. So NFC is your current favorite, uh, minus 115. AFC is at minus 106. But both pretty good. I mean, nearly even money on both of those. So if you really feel good about an AFC team or two or an NFC team or two, you might want to go that route as a bigger, wider swath of teams working for you in the postseason. As far as Super Bowl picks, everybody's plus money in a big way right now. It's going to get tougher to get heavy plus money as the season wears on. So if you feel great about a team, Now's the time to jump on it. And one of the things that really stands out is the Titans. One, two, three, four. The fifth pick right now, Zach at Oaklawn, as far as I can see here, as Super Bowl picks, even though they're the number one seed in the AFC. Yeah, actually the sixth pick. So oh, looking wow. at this one, you have the Packers as your top choice, plus 350. The Chiefs are at 400. Bills at 500. Buccaneers at 550. The Rams at 750. The Titans all the way at 900. 49ers at 1200. And then the Bengals long shot at 1500. Yeah, and Rams are also a team that's uh, catching steam. I don't know how much faith people have in Stafford, but the way I saw that run game work against the Cardinals, and Stafford was solid throwing for a couple of hundred yards, and that defensive line and offensive line were absolutely dominant, impressive. As far as NFC, AFC, Zach, give me the rundown on the favorites there. you got four in each. Yes, looking at the NFC, Packers, your top choice, plus 140, followed by the Buccaneers. They are at 250. The Rams are at 350, and the 49ers at 600. Then jumping over to the AFC, you have the Chiefs as your top choice at plus 175. Bills are at 220, Titans at 300, and then the Bengals at 600. I don't know what it is about the Bengals. I just think they're a weird team. They don't know they're not supposed to be here yet. They don't play like they're not supposed to be here. And Burrow is a very effective passer. We'll get to that in a second. Let's look at teams against the spread of the remaining teams. Dallas was your second or number one team rather against the spread on the regular season. Green Bay was next, 12 and 5. So a team that I'm going to look real hard at for my lock of the week. In fact, I've been talking about them all week and and West tried to talk me out of them, but he's having a hard time especially with some of the other things going on with 
the Niners. And Bosa obviously was dinged up in their playoff game. Not sure his status for this week. And we also know that Garoppolo is not only not used to playing in cold weather, he's also dealing with an injury of his own. But anyway, Green Bay, your second best against the spread this year, 12-5 and five against the number. Buffalo next as far as teams still playing. Oddly enough, Detroit was squeezed in between them at 11 and 6. Buffalo 10-6 and 2 against the number this year. Cincinnati 11 and 7 against the number this year. Joe Burrow and company surprising across the board this year winning the AFC North. Tennessee 10 and 7 on the season. The Titans are number 1 seed in the AFC and at 10 and 7 not too bad against the number almost 6 out of 10 times. Tampa Bay 10 and 8, San Francisco's 10 and 8 and Kansas City and LA both 9 and 9 against the number. Let's move into our first game of the year or first game of the weekend rather Zach. Bengals Titans. I will tell you that Titans are the third all-time number one with five losses going into the postseason. So in no way were they dominant, but I will say that their losses were a pretty good competition. We went through some of those today, but uh, the Bengals obviously have been a huge surprise this year, and not many people expected them to be in this position. No, and this game actually opened at minus two and a half and has moved a full point. So you currently have the Titans minus three and a half total in this game set at 47. It's the third time the Titans have been the number one seed in the AFC since 1990. They lost the first playoff game of the divisional round the previous two times in 2000 and 2008. So this position has not been very kind to them. It's the second playoff meeting between the franchises. The other one was in 1990 as well. AFC wildcard. The Bengals beat the Oilers, the then Oilers, 41-14. Uh, we talked about Henry and he averaged 111.7 this year, and that is pretty impressive. And he also is the second best in NFL history after Terrell Davis as far as postseason uh, rushing yards, Zach. So he's been very impressive once the postseason hits, and we can remember some of those performances over the last couple of seasons. It's been a long time for the Bengals. They haven't been in this position since 1990. And one more stat here, Joe Burrow. He has hit the deep ball better than just about anybody. The deep fade has been outstanding this year, Zach, including the playoffs, leads the NFL. Eight touchdowns, 23 completions, 22.3 yards per attempt, and his completion rate's what really gets me because these are low percentage throws typically. 66% for him. The league average is 35%, so nearly double that for Joe Burrow. Yeah, I think uh, if I'm reading those stats as uh, the Titans this week, I'm thinking I really need to cover the deep fade. I would say so, but then you got Joe Mixon to contend with as well. So the Titans are going to have their hands full. Very good defensive team, but they will be challenged this week. The other Saturday game, the late game, Niners, Packers, Green Bay 8-0 and at home this season. The Niners coming in as the biggest road dog. If you like the Niners, if you are impressed enough and you believe in Garoppolo taking care of the football on the road in the cold, they are plus big money. I got them at 205 on the money line, Zach. Give me some numbers on the Niners and the Packers. Yeah, looking at this one, currently you have Packers minus six, total in this game at 47.5. Looking at the money line, 49ers are at plus 210, Packers at minus 265. And this is another line that did open Packers minus five, so it's moved a full point since it opened. Well, when I saw Bosa was not 100%, Garoppolo's not 100%. I'm not even sure about Bosa's status. He took a really weird play there where he got hit by a teammate and his head kind of snapped back and uh, I think it was a concussion, so I don't imagine he's going to be feeling too great, but he's a freak of nature. There's no question. I will say this. San Francisco's had Green Bay's number. They've won three straight in the playoffs against the Packers, have the 49ers. Pack won earlier this year at San Francisco, but by the hair on their teeth, 30-28, despite holding a really good rushing team in San Francisco to 67 yards. I think we both agree, Zach, it's a much better San Francisco team today than when they played in Week 3. And these are actually a lot of these games this weekend, Zach, are rematches. Jimmy G, by the way, has never started or passed 
in a game below 40 degrees. Played at Eastern Illinois, so he does have some cold weather experience. But we looked at the Mac Jones factor last week, and Mac was the least of their problems. The defense did nothing for the Patriots. But that cold weather environment certainly favored a guy who played at Wyoming and then has played in Buffalo as a quarterback for a couple years. Got single digits forecast for the game this weekend. And uh, I'll tell you another issue is the Packers against the run, they have been light in the box. In fact, 6.3 defenders in the box against the runs this year. That is a league low. So they may have to sort of get into some man-to-man on the back end and load up the box a little more against the rushing attack of the Niners and make Jimmy G beat you. I got to think that's the philosophy going into the weekend. Yes, absolutely. Uh, what did Debo call himself? A wide back, I believe it was in that interview. <laughs> um, him among amongst their other running backs, you're right. They are going to have their hands full there. All right, let's move to Sunday. Rams at Tampa, and the Rams really surprised some people, I think, the way they dominated Arizona. Not that they won. I was a little disappointed because I was kind of rooting for Arizona to get it done. Wes and I had kind of a a gentleman's bet in that game. But L.A. is a pretty good money line pick, I think, potentially at Tampa Bay this week if they can dominate anywhere close to the way they did last week on the lines. Yeah, looking at this one, Buccaneers favored at home by three. So Buccaneers minus three total in this game set at 48 and a half. If you're looking at the money line, currently you have the Rams at plus 128, Buccaneers at minus 157. Well, obviously uh, defense should win the day. They're expecting a relatively low scoring game with a couple of talented offenses. And Cooper Cup got his first uh, playoff touchdown last week, Zach. That was good to see. Here's the thing. We talked about Niners having the Packers number. Guess what? The Rams have had the Buccaneers number. Now, admittedly, Tampa Bay got a whole lot better with some of the free agents they brought in and with Bruce Arians kind of getting things the way he wants them and bringing in Tom Brady the best of all time. Tampa has lost those 7 of 8 to the Rams, including last year, and they lost in Week 3. So another rematch here. Tampa Bay lost to the Rams earlier this season. One of my favorite stats this week, Tom Brady's played 16 career divisional games. Here's your uh, trivia question for the week, Zach. How many uh, games has he won out of 16 in divisional games? Oh, uh, I'm going to have to say 15. He's won 14 out of 16. Ah. So listen to this. Here's what's crazy. Most playoff wins by a starting quarterback. Number one is Tom Brady, 35 and 11. Number two is Joe Montana, 16 and 7. And Tom Brady, in just his divisional games, those 14 wins would put him third all time in postseason wins for a quarterback. Just in divisional games. Not in the conference championship. Not counting Super Bowl victories. That's how good Tom Brady has been. Peyton Manning, John Elway, and Terry Bradshaw all in the 14 win club as well. Bradshaw the best of them as far as win percentage at 14 and 5. But thought that was notable. By the way, let me back up a game. I'm going to get this out of the way. We'll move forward. We can just have some fun the last 10, 15 minutes here. The lock of the week. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. I'm going to go with my lock of the week. I'm going to take them. I liked them before. I love them now. They are getting healthy. They got a lot of very talented players back, and they got a week of rest. I think rest over rust. I'm going with the Green Bay Packers. As long as it stays under a touchdown, I love Green Bay. I think they win by a couple of scores. Niners were not a great team. They are certainly playing better now. I don't believe in Garoppolo in the playoffs. I certainly think the cold weather will favor the Packers, and they are more than due to knock off this Niners organization. So I'm going to go with the Green Bay Packers to beat the 49ers. Heck, it goes back, Zach. I remember a game with Brett Favre when the most unlikely crazy touchdown pass to T.O. squeezed between a couple of defenders, and the Packers lost to the Niners that day, too. I mean, they just had a rough run of luck, but I think Aaron Rodgers turns the tide, and his legacy, I think, is very much on the line, not only in this game, but this year. Absolutely. Um, you know, they started the season slow, 
then they've been great ever since. Um, they had a few health issues. All those are back now. So to your point, they're in the driver's seat. It's up to them. Yeah, they got some real stars coming back at, at healthy. And, and obviously with Jones running the ball and the, the bevy of receivers, I love what they're doing. And I think Aaron will run it if he has to. He'll throw it when he needs to, and they'll hand it off all day long and play some good defense, and they'll get the job done. Now the Niners want to try to shorten the game. We'll see how effective they can be. i got to think of on the Packers, though. I'm loading the box and making them beat me with Jimmy G and those receivers. Well, if, you, if you're that confident, I'm just going to go ahead and throw it out there. Um, if you think they can cover nine and a half, you can get plus 143 on the Packers right now. Plus 143. Nine, nine and a half? Nine and a half. Yeah, I like the Packers plus uh, minus 10. Okay, that's a good one. Plus 143. If I my writing was at all legible. So that that's something that's very, uh, very fun. Um, our guests have really enjoyed the fact that if you walk in and you see that the Packers currently they're sitting at minus six, if that line just doesn't feel right to you, you want to adjust it, you have the option. You have that ability. Okay, last game here. This one is, to me, the tightest game of all. The Bills were dominant, played a perfect game, all scoring drives last week in a dominating victory in the opening week of the playoffs. And the Chiefs obviously, you know, looked really good as well. They won the AFC Championship against this Bills team last year. They lost at home to the Bills earlier this year, their year though, in week five. And we, again, another rematch, Zach, right? We got a trend here going. We got a theme working this weekend. 38-20, dominating victory by the Bills. The Bills went through a little low late in the season. We all know KC did not look like KC out of the gate, but they are starting to regain form. They look like the dominant team that's been to the Super Bowl. Slow start against Pittsburgh last week with the TJ Watt score, and then they just rolled the victory. Dominated, covered easily, all that. So the question is, which dominating performance do you believe in more this weekend in Kansas City? Absolutely. And looking at it currently, you have the Chiefs at minus two, total a bit higher than the rest of the games. You have it at 54 and a half. If you're looking at the money line, the Bills are at plus 106, Chiefs at minus 129. Yeah, to me, I don't know if that's worth, you know, six bucks to uh, for the two points. But I mean, you got to figure a game is not going to be decided by one or two very often. And I haven't looked at the weather, Zach. Have you looked at Kansas City this weekend as far as the weather goes? Last I checked, it was clear, and the temperatures were uh, in there. I think it was in the mid-50s. Well, we know both these teams are very comfortable playing in cold weather. It looks like uh, this is Sunday, so high of 49, mostly sunny. Yeah, I think it'll be just dandy for playoff football. If you're a Kansas City fan or a Bills fan, you can make it up to Arrowhead. Unbelievable environment. Can't encourage people enough if you got a shot. Go get it. Uh, well, and, and, yep. and, well, and all, all these games obviously are going to be great, but this one's the one that really sticks out to me. You know, if you look at the future odds, I feel like the odds makers feel like one of these two teams possibly were the actual number one seed of the uh, AFC, even though they didn't quite earn it. Um, you have the Chiefs as the second choice and the Bills as the third choice to win the Super Bowl. So this one's going to be very intriguing. I concur. I know the Titans overcame a lot of injuries to get where they are, but I would, I'd would i be curious to see strength of schedule, who played the best schedule between the Chiefs, Bills, and Titans to get here. But look, I think you can throw those three up in the air and go with any of them and make a pretty strong, compelling argument. And no offense to the Bengals, I give them a better than a puncher's chance to win this weekend. So who knows? Anything else prop-wise we want to hit on the NFL before we move over to the college basketball ranks? Yeah, a few other things. Um, so touchdown scores have – that's another popular player prop that people like to get down on. Um, a few of the games have posted. You have Bengals-Titans are on the board. You have the Bills-Chiefs on the board. Currently you have Derrick Henry as the overwhelming top choice to uh, score a touchdown in the Titans game at minus 250. You have Tyreek Hill as minus 157, yes, for the Bills-Chiefs game. And then you also still have the option to wager on when a team will be eliminated. So if you think they're going to be eliminated this weekend in the divisional round, next week in the conference finals, or if they're going to – be runner-up in the Super Bowl or win the Super Bowl. I love that. That's fun. 
I mean, to, if you think the team is, uh, you got to nail down. Do you think, oh, we're going to win this week, but they're going to lose the next week? Yeah, there's some real money to be made there. So, yeah, Oaklawn, all kinds of creative things. Give yourself some time. You know, that's what I would suggest. Get to the kiosk, spend some time. Don't feel pressure. Don't feel rushed. And sometimes there are people waiting, but I've never seen anybody get too impatient in line. Look, there's plenty of time. Get there where you, get, where you got plenty of time where you're not getting right up to kickoff. So you can play around a little bit because there are, are fun props. And you can mix and match some of this stuff as well. So can you mix props in with, like, game outcomes, Zach, or you have to do those separately? You can. Um, so what that does is it actually enables our bet builder feature. So okay. if, if it is available to be um, parlayed together, it will allow it, and you will see it actually create new odds for that pick. All right, national championship odds, again, across the board, still huge plus money on everybody. Baylor, a couple slip-ups last week. Duke just lost in upset fashion on a game this week. Got a lot of good teams to potentially ride. I'll tell you, a team i got to keep keep an eye on, obviously, is Auburn at number two in the country. Should be number one. Had one voter that voted them way back in the pack or they'd be sitting at number one getting ready to take on georgia on a wednesday night but uh that's a team i think you got to keep an eye on with the size the guard play and obviously bruce pearl's just ornery enough to go win himself a national title absolutely and currently they are the sixth uh, choice to win the national championship so as you mentioned gonzaga top choice at 650 duke at 750 baylor at 850 purdue at 900 kansas at 1200 then you have auburn at 1300 a few more sec teams to note kentucky's at 1700 arkansas is at 3000 alabama at 3500 and lsu at 4500 wow okay alabama dropped a lot they were right at 2000 with auburn auburn's moved to 1300 and alabama at 35 after the new ranking conference still the big 12 right still Big 12 to beat? Yes, Big 12 is the team to beat. Uh, you have them as the top choice at plus 300, followed by the Big 10 at 400, Pac-12 at 500, SEC is also at 500. And an Auburn team that is almost assured to get to 6-0 and is the favorite in the SEC currently. Correct. Auburn minus 225, so a pretty heavy favorite now to win the SEC regular season oh, champion. My. Yes, Kentucky, your second choice at plus 450, followed by A&M at 1200, Mississippi State at 1500. So once you get past those top two double-digit odds across the board. Can I get Georgia at plus 50,000? You can get them. Come on down. Georgia at 50,000, Ole Miss 50,000, and South Carolina at 50,000. <laughs> Georgia's about to be 0-5 after a loss on Wednesday to uh, Auburn. So uh, against the spread, some top teams to look at. 86% almost for Middle Tennessee, 12-2-1. Davidson, Steph Curry's old school, 12-3 along with Monmouth. These are not teams we typically talk about, Zach, not teams we pay attention to around here. But if there's money to be made, get on it. Texas A&M Corpus Christi, the Islanders, 11-3 against the number this year as well. Uh, in the SEC, got LA. LSU at 13 and 4, 77%. Auburn, they are 77% almost too, 13 and 4 on the season. Now they're going to play Georgia, but they're giving up a huge number tonight. We'll talk about in a second. I mentioned the Arkansas schools, some of the worst in the country, got a bunch of two win teams. Pacific leading the way, 13.3% cover rate this year. Idaho State, 15.4%. Boy, my Drake Bulldog, Zach, back in Des Moines, 20%, 3 and 12 against the number. And yeah, they're having a really good year. They just haven't covered much. So games on Wednesday, Mississippi State, Florida, LSU. LSU, Bama, Kentucky, A&M, and of course, the Aggies invading Fayetteville on Saturday, so we'll keep a close eye on that one. Give me the lines on those three SEC games, and then we're going to talk about Georgia and Auburn for a second. Yeah, looking at this one, so Florida currently minus six against Mississippi State. The under in that game, or total in that game, is at 139. Um, looking at the LSU and Alabama, Alabama's favored by four at home. Total in that game set at 148. Um, looking at Kentucky at Texas A&M, you have Kentucky as a road favorite, minus seven. Total in that game at 142 and a half. And then the game that you would like to talk about, Auburn is a big favorite, minus 21 and a half at home against Georgia. Total at 151. It was 22. It's dropped a bit. Georgia's lost six straight 
quite sure, but their worst loss this year was by 17. They have not lost by 20-plus at all this year in a 21.5-point dog. Admittedly on the road against number two, and admittedly that 17-point loss, Zach, was to Gardner-Webb. So it's not like they're exactly a who's who. I mentioned Drake. They're hosting Bradley on a Wednesday, and that line is about a touchdown. Bradley's under 500. Drake's at 13-5. and Good team. Pretty good at home with the Nap Center. Just an idea, uh, even though they are not very good against the number. I don't know. Maybe you keep an eye on the Braves at plus seven. But anyway, I just thought that was kind of weird that Drake is having such a good solid season, but yet they're not very good against the number. They're way down there in the bottom, about 20% cover. Went to see the Memphis Grizzlies this last weekend, Zach, on Friday night. It was a lot of fun. And the NBA, real quick, just their top few picks here. Looks like the Nets lead the way. I saw this week Shaquille O'Neal says the Warriors are his team. He's going to ride them all the way to the championship. Uh, hard, hard to... Uh, talk, talk, talk him out of that one. The Warriors have looked great this year. As you said, the Nets are your favorite, plus 240. Warriors second choice at 390, followed by the Bucks at 575, Suns at 600, Jazz at 850, and the Lakers at 1300. Uh, we do have tennis. We don't talk enough about it, but the first major of the year is underway. Men's and women's winners, of course, among other potential bets. There's a lot of different ways to bet it. Ashley Barty, Danil Medvedev are your favorites. He was the runner-up to Djokovic, who's not there this year, of course, because of the whole COVID thing. And she has won the French and Wimbledon never has won in her home country at the big event, Australian Open. She did reach the semis in 2020. So, uh, but again, a lot of ways to bet. I guess you can go match by match, uh, Zach, and a lot of different ways to bet this. Can you bet to make the finals or how far they'll get or any of that kind of thing? So it's going to depend on who you're looking for. The favorite, you can actually wager on will he reach the finer, and that's a yes-no market. The yes is the favorite at minus 125. The no's at minus 106. Okay. As you said, the other options, there's going to be you can bet on each match, match to match, and once you're betting on those matches, it's very similar to the other sports such as football. There's going to be set spreads. Um, there will be money line options, and then there will be totals. So there's many ways to bet, and then the futures is probably the most common way. So if you wanted to come bet on who you think's actually just going to win the tournament golf underway too we got majors on the board speaking of futures so uh, you can bet on those if you'd like to get down the masters u.s open all those winter olympics right around the quarter those are on the board as well at oakland ufc got a card this weekend again our lock of the week the packers minus six over the niners and you got to take a quick peek at that big plus money bet potentially minus nine and a half i think they win by 10 racing you got nascar going on all kinds of different ways spa rooms food fun oakland Arkansas's only casino resort. That's going to do it for us on Oakland Game Day. Today, we'll join you next week right here. For Zach, I'm Justin. Thanks for tuning in, and good luck, everybody. Good luck, everyone.